When we look at the reading, today's reading, first reading, St. Paul's letter to, to the Philippians, what we notice is that he speaks about himself. St. Paul doesn't usually speak about himself. He usually speaks of Christian community. He speaks of who Jesus is, who Jesus, what he's offering us. And so he's always looking at Christ, at our Lord, and, and the implications which we are to draw from, from our knowledge of him who has loved us, who has come, became one of us, who, who offered his life for us. But today, in a sort of unusual way, he speaks about himself. And what does he speak about himself today? Well, first of all, he says that, uh, he says, I'm very happy that you're concerned about me, about my ministry. And then he continues, he says, yes, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that now at last you revived your concern for me. You were of course concerned about me, but lacked an opportunity. And then he continues to say, it's not that I say this because of need, for I have learned in whatever situation I find myself to be self-sufficient. As you know, St. Paul was a tent maker if he was in trouble financially, he would start making tents and he would sell those tents. So he was self-sufficient, but more, more so, St. Paul says, I know indeed how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance. So in every circumstance and in all things, I have learned the secret how to be happy when I have things. I don't have things, it's a good meal, maybe just a piece of bread and cheese along the way. We do not know. So he's kind of speaking about himself that because the gospel is just way too important to be focused on what my personal needs are, whatever I go through, I accept. So I learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. Because why? Because I have the strength for everything through him who empowers me. Who empowers me. As long as I have the Lord in my heart, whatever happens, I'm fine. But then he continues. But he says, but you look at me, you see me, and you've noticed that I am in need of things. And you reached out, you volunteered to offer me assistance. And not only that, you did it already before. Even though I was living in a community of Thessalonians, but it is you who sent me support. You're the ones. Somehow, you know, you, you, you notice, you recognize my need and you volunteered to do so. And so it's, just, it's not that I'm eager for the gift, rather I'm eager for the profit that accrues to your account, which means Christian love has implications for our future life. It's the works of mercy, works of love, that we care. This is what St. Paul is underscoring. You notice because you care. You notice because you love. And this is what you did. And this is why he's rejoicing. He's rejoicing and greatly rejoices in God because, because he sees their faith alive. And he speaks in the category, he says, of a fragrant aroma, the acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God, which means living a life where we 
live out in, in, in very concrete ways the works of mercy. It's an aroma, it's a beautiful fragrance because it's a witness to what God ultimately has given us and we wish to share the life of God. And may God, my God will fully supply whatever you need. If you're generous with others, God will always be generous with you. That's the generosity. And the more generous we are, somehow God in his mercy is also the one who will supply our needs. But there's an invitation here today from Jesus himself and in a gospel. It's a very interesting invitation. It seems like uh, the Lord should be saying this today. He says, I tell you, make friends for yourself with dishonest wealth. And he calls dishonest wealth mamona or, uh, you know, usually material, material goods, usually it's translated into being money, money. So that when it fails, it will be, you will be welcome into eternal dwellings. Uh, he gives a parable of a parable as to who, um, who we are to be. Uh, and, and, and he gives this parable of, these, of this, uh, you know, dishonest steward, because that's how it leads into this, this, this gospel, dishonest steward is what do I hear of you? You're wasting my, my resources. Uh, so uh, I, I want you to give the account of what took place and remember how the dishonest steward, you know, he once says, well, I can't dig ditches. I can't do anything. I, I'm ashamed of myself. And so what he does, he goes to different debtors and then says, well, how much do you owe? Well, 100, you know, measures of wheat put 50. How much oil or aid? How much this and that? And so what happens is this dishonest steward, he kind of, uh, he knows how to deal with things, you know, how to arrange things for himself. And, and, and the Lord in some ways praises him. The Lord praises him that this dishonest steward knows how to deal with, with, the, human, uh, with the humankind, meaning basically of his own. And you know, and and the 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 idea here is uh, the Lord wants to underscore through this through this parable of this dishonest steward is that he takes initiative to protect himself, and the Lord says there that you know the the, the people of this earth, the businessmen of this earth, they're they they deal more shrewdly. They know how to take advantage rather than the children of the light. We are the ones who are following the gospel. We don't take advantage of, of what God gives us to the degree that those of this earth do. Meaning, you know, look at the business people watching each day, stock market going up and down, wherever it is, taking advantage, going and, 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 and doing this. Someone says, you know, he says the, uh, the Coca-Cola has reached every corner of this earth more so than the gospel. So that means whoever's in charge of Coca-Cola company, they know how to get in. I remember 1970s, they went and they were able to make a deal with, with, with communists in Russia. They were selling it. They split the country into two. Pepsi took half, Coca-Cola took the other half. And all of a sudden you have Coca-Cola in the Soviet Union where they despise capitalists. 
you know? And so uh, things like that is, is there's an example that the Lord is giving us that, you know, how can we take advantage of the things that God has given to us? How can we take advantage? I know there are, you know, money planners, you know, you know, retirement planners, and we take advantage of, of the people who say, okay, you do this or that, and you have a more secure future. But here is God is entrusting to us something extraordinary. He's entrusting to us our, our abilities, our talents. He's entrusting to us spiritual gifts, incredible gifts, uh, gifts of knowledge, gifts of understanding, the sevenfold gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Lord is giving us the gift of time. We know that we have to take, take advantage of time. We have to also take advantage of, of the mission, the, the, his will, which was given to us as well, God's will, to live out his will, to live out the gift of, of his future gifts that he wishes for us to share. So, so the Lord is saying to us through the gospel, he says, he says learn from the, the one who, who, who's, who is truly a, a wasteful servant, a, a, you know, a, a, a dishonest steward, and yet how he takes advantage. He says, you do the same, take advantage of the gifts that God gives you, take advantage of every gift that God gives, gives us. I look at myself and I said, am I using time properly? Am I watching too much of the news? What am I interested in? Do I take advantage of God, the gifts that God gives me? Am I really taking those, those moments of time when it seems to be as unimportant as I'm walking or doing things? Can I take advantage and pray? It doesn't have to be a full rosary. It could be a decade. It could be just a repetition of the prayer, a blood and water prayer, or the chaplet, or just talk to the Lord. Take advantage. Uh, there was a gentleman I spoke with, and he was just an incredible person. It is not obvious what he's doing. People could say, well, if they look at him, whether he's wealthy or not, or, you know, there's, there's really no no sign of what he's doing. But he said 30 years ago, he says, my life, I was running business, but I would drink a fifth of scotch each day. And then, you know, sometimes I'll even go with six pack in one hour to get some buzz. And he says, this is what my life was. Yes, I had people work for me. I was young, I was strong, but my life was going no place. And I didn't even know that. A couple of the young people who were working for me said, uh, you know, we have, why don't you come to our church? And they were bugging him for a while. And he says, yeah, it's gonna be something good for you. So he finally goes to this Baptist church. And he says, on that particular day, it was uh, the Baptist preacher gave an altar call, meaning basically, the Lord is calling you today. Are you willing to say yes to him? He says, I was born a Catholic, but in my high school already, I stopped going to church. I didn't care for faith. I wanted to live my life the way I wish. But in that, in that Baptist church, he said, you know, something moved me. That maybe, maybe oh, it doesn't hurt, so it just goes up. 
and he said that he left, not that he intended to go because he says he didn't go back to the church again, but that something happened to him along the way. He says he started thinking about choosing Jesus, choosing the Lord. He says, what I just did, what did I do? I said, yes, I, I want to know you. I want to follow you. And these, these words bugged him. Then he meets a person who is kind of a holy lady. And she says, she says to him, the Lord is, is asking me, he says, I'm supposed to be praying for you for some intention. What is, what's wrong with you? Do you have any problems, any issues or something? I need to pray for you. And, and, and he says, well, I've got this back problem, but everything is fine. He says, it wasn't fine. I kept on drinking. I was, you know, wasting time, wasting everything. And so I didn't want to admit it because I didn't even consider that to be a problem. Well, he says, she says again, are you sure? Are you sure this is the only thing you asked me to ask? You're asking to, to me to pray for you? Yeah, it's only a, my, some back problem here. And then she says, she looks at me and she says, you need to go to church. And he says, you know, he says, I don't want to listen to him. He said, and so he says, out of being the smart aleck, he says, what church? He says, the church that you belong to, Catholic church. So he heard the words because she looked at me, she says, the way she looked at me, she was kind of serious and yet very caring. And so I went to church, it was locked. And then I went to another place. I wasn't too sure what to do. So somebody said, why don't you go to the Marians 30 years ago? There's a church there, it should be open. And he says, and he, I started coming here. I started coming here and sometimes I go inside the church, sometimes outside, sometimes just being on the hill. And he says, the Lord began to speak to me, began to speak to me that I am to sit quietly, do no major prayers, just sit quietly and in silence offer my time to God. Something happened to me, he says, I stopped drinking cold turkey, never drank after that for 30 years, never drank. And that's all I do. I pray that this hill may attract more and more people to God's love and mercy to come to know him in a personal way that they may experience because I, just, I come here and I experience his grace every time, doesn't matter that I sit in the car, watch the mountains stay in silence for an hour or two, sometimes longer, interceding in the Holy Spirit. I, I was blown away by his witness. And he says, I have to change my place because I don't want anybody to see me that, you know, there's this guy who shows up here and he prays here or there. He says, I pray around. I just sit in a car. Sometimes I walk. Sometimes I go to church. There was a time, it was a blizzard, and I felt like I should come here to the church. And I woke up, there's a lot of snow already, but I did drive up here because I needed to be here. And I come and the church was already closed and I see one of the older priests and he seems to be 
just sticking his head outside the church, outside the door. And so he says, Father, I need to be in the church. Can you open the door? And so he says, sure. So by the time this older priest walked up, he felt like it was was, uh, at least 30 minutes. It took him that long. But he did open the door. And I lied down here and I prayed by myself. At any rate, God is giving us gifts. He wants us to be faithful stewards. He's investing in us. He's investing us incredible gifts, grace beyond belief. He's investing us not only that which we are to receive for our retirement, out of this world retirement, but that we will share our retirement gifts with others. They are infinite. There's never enough resources. I have never heard of person, maybe, I don't know, maybe Musk, but maybe Musk is right now collecting extra, you know, because of, of, of uh, being hit with uh, advertisers pulling away. But there seems to be always people in need of resources. But in fact, God knows us. He knows we have sufficient resources. Because if there's nothing else, a silent sitting in a car honoring God, asking quietly for blessings upon people, thousands upon thousands. He said, I want Divine Mercy Sunday to be every day here. I said, I share with him, you know, through live streaming, it has become. It has become. His prayer for 30 years amidst everything. What is the Lord is asking us? Be trustworthy. Trustworthy in small things. And and you will be trustworthy in greater. Why? The Lord says, because it's in your heart. You care for your family. You, you care for even the smallest detail for your child, for your mother or whoever that's close to you. You know, people who care for one another, they care. They want to make sure that all the details are, are worked out. So, and secondly, the Lord says, as, as us, he says, do not serve two masters. If you serve God, then you will serve the Mamona in a proper way. But if you try to serve both God and, and making sure that something works without really respect for God, then you can't do it. And so this is what the Lord says today, because you will never be able to do that. So the invitation for us today, the invitation is, Lord, help me to recognize the gifts that you gave me. Help me to be faithful to you, even in small ways. Help me to take advantage of the time the gifts of faith, the gifts of love, the gifts of hope. Take advantage of these gifts so I could share with others. Give me also the grace to know your will so that I may also take advantage of seeking your will each day. And of course, we know that his will is our salvation, our happiness. So we should say, Lord, give me the grace to do your will, no matter at what age, no matter what time of my life, no matter how tired or how happy I am, whatever it may be, or maybe it's during my sickness, my difficulties that I have to endure, 
you know, the loved ones which right now are struggling so much, our nation in which we are, the world in which we live, we have the power. We have the power, we have the grace, we have Blessed Mother to assist us, we have the saints, we have friends, we have people like all of you who are here, your brothers and sisters to one another, you're sitting in each individual pew, but together as a community of faith, helping all the people who are watching us through the, through the media, or those who will watch us later on YouTube, wherever it may be, all the resources God is giving to us. Yes, there are lots of junk on the YouTubes, but there's also grace, there's love, there's God, there's his mission, there's a call that we receive, truly an altar call to say yes to Jesus in a personal way. And from that moment on, watch what God will do for us, not sparing us difficulties. As we know, St. Paul was not spared. He was still shipwrecked and he was still whipped and he was still, you know, uh, kind of escape, escaped death threats. But that's okay. I know the one who has called me. He's the one who will give me everything. And then says Jesus, who became one of us, Jesus, who became poor, who emptied himself, as St. Paul says to the Philippians, he emptied himself so that he may enrich us. Though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God to be cling, cling on to grasp, but he embraced our human condition so that we may be enriched, that we may be sons and daughters of God. That is God's investment in us. God is investing us that we be truly like Jesus, sons and daughter of God, destined for glory. For I know whom I serve. I know who has called me. And he wishes nothing else and nothing else but my sanctification, my divinization my sharing in God's happiness and glory for all eternity. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.